Saludos and salutations, Broncos country, and welcome to another exciting episode of Broncos Talk. I'm your host, Adan Diaz, and ladies and gentlemen, today's episode might be a little bit shorter than what we normally do, so I really do apologize, and I know I say that every episode, but uh, this is probably going to only be 30 minutes, maybe less, just for the simple fact that I want to get let you guys in know what's been going on, why I haven't been uploading the last, what has it been, two, three weeks, since almost the beginning of March, since I came back from my vacation from Vegas. Uh, but before I get into all that, just make sure to please hit that follow button, subscribe, whatever it is you're listening to on this channel, uh, you know, wherever it is you get your podcasting from. If you'd like to follow me on X, hit me up at a 6 for 10 Mexican, always happy and down to talk anything and all about Broncos, country, or football in general. If you just want to talk, hit me up. For any business inquiries, you can email at broncostalk2020 at gmail.com. So, um, <laughs> after the last episode, I uh, had to I had to move out of my basement. So, I had to pack up all my things. So, I had to do all that. Now, if you follow me on Twitter slash X, you guys have saw me post up... Uh, I did a video with my good friend Amir over at uh, Broncos Avenue. And if you haven't checked that out, please make sure you guys do. It was a great episode. So happy to sit down and record with Amir. That guy is so insightful. His podcast is amazing. So, so happy that he had me on his guest. I am so honored that he even asked me to join. So if you guys haven't seen it, please make sure you check it out. Give it a thumbs up and like whatever it is you guys are watching it. But he mostly always uh, streams on YouTube. So give him a follow and a like over at Broncos Avenue on YouTube. Uh, But... That day, that very day that uh, we were scheduled to record, uh, I actually got flooded in. So uh, there was a backup somewhere in in our pipe, in our piping system, and like it wasn't sewer water; it was just like all the water that was, you know, that's been that was going from the house. Instead of going out, it wasn't going out. It was just kind of just, you know, obviously water has to go somewhere, so it was just kind of coming back in. Uh, so it wasn't like a lot of water, but it was about a little over an inch maybe less like a couple centimeters uh if you actually look if you watch that video that i did out with uh with amir on broncos avenue and you look behind me you can kind of see the glare there was still a couple of wet spots because i had to stop cleaning uh so i can record with amir and then after we got done recording i had to go back and finish up and i had to finish cleaning up all the water that came in uh, so, and then we had to clean up over that and I had to relocate all my stuff, pack up. And I basically just moved one floor up, um, <laughs> while my basement is being clean and reorganized. And, uh, I'm going to be up here for a good while. I don't know how long, but, uh, it, it, it'll be a while. So, uh, once we do go live, uh, on the orange and blue network, which also I would like to apologize to all those that have been waiting for the premiere episode, the live show. I guarantee you it is coming there. Uh, unfortunately, my good friend Johnny Baki uh, had a family emergency and uh, things got delayed. But I promise you <clears throat> things are going to be back on track. We should be up and running. If not later this month of February, we will be up and running uh, probably, I want to say, March, if not sooner. But please make sure you follow the Orange and Blue Network for all the uh, up-to-date live updates as well as Broncos Talk Whatever, whenever I find out or hear anything, I will definitely put it out there so you guys know it first. So you guys do not miss the very first live show or the return of the live show of the Broncos Talk podcast. Uh, But then again, I also, like I said, 
Uh, thank you guys for being so patient. I know, trust me, I've had to do a lot of rewiring and, you know, a lot of internet testing and a lot of, there's still some stuff I have to unpack, uh, now that I'm in a, a much smaller venue for a while. So, but I was able to get my computer hooked up and all this stuff. I actually have to have my computer looked at, uh, so hopefully tomorrow, hopefully the, the technician I talked to today, uh, can look at my computer and have it fixed. Cause I have been having a couple issues with it. Hopefully it's nothing serious, but, um, <laughs> again, uh, I do apologize. I know I always said I was going to come back the next week. I was going to come back the next week. And then this happened and that happened. And if you guys know anything about moving, you know, when you think you have, I, to be honest with you, there's a lot of stuff that I haven't touched in years. I was just kind of sitting there. So some of it was dusty. So I had to dust it and clean it. And, uh, actually I found almost everything that I didn't know I still had. Some of it I had to throw away cause it didn't, it was pretty much, I didn't have no use for it anymore. And then there was like one thing that I was actually looking for that I didn't find. And then I found like a bunch of other stuff that I wasn't looking for that I'm glad I found. And I know what happened to it. And some of it I was able to keep some of it. I had to throw away. So, <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, I do apologize if the, uh, <clears throat> audio sounds different. Because, like I said, I'm in a smaller venue now. I'm not in a big enclosed area like I was in my basement. Uh, and I don't know when I'll be going back down there. So, uh, <laughs> I hope the audio sounds good. I did a couple of audio checks before I started recording again. And everything sounded good on my end. Uh, so, I don't know if you can hear the ceiling fan that's over my head. But uh, it gets kind of warm in here sometimes. So, I have to keep it going to keep me and my dog <laughs> pretty much cool throughout the the day and night so but anyways guys uh <laughs> there's been uh quite a couple of quite a lot of things going on in the world of the nfl uh i'm going to talk a little bit about the upcoming super bowl which unfortunately features the kansas city chiefs representing the afc versus the san francisco 49ers who are representing the <clears throat> nfc so needless to say i don't have to tell you guys who i'm rooting for in this super bowl uh, I'm pretty sure anybody in Bron everybody in Broncos country is rooting for the 49ers. Now, I will say I did read a couple of people's posts on social media, mostly on like those Bronco uh, fan pages on Facebook, where there were a couple people that posted like, oh, uh, it's okay to root for the Chiefs just for the simple fact that, you know, they represent the AFC. And I, I totally disagree. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm usually the one that's always talking about sportsmanship and for any AFC West team to win, it's a tough pill to swallow, you know, but if, 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 and this is a giant, if, if they win it, like I'll, you know, you give them their congrats and that's it. But that's after they completed the feat. But I have never went in there saying, Hey, I hope the chiefs win it all because first of all, that would make me sound like a bandwagon fan. Second of all, I don't want them to win, <laughs> you know, because it'd be the exact same thing, vice versa. You think in 2015, there were a bunch of Kansas City Chiefs fans saying, hey, hope the Broncos win it all. Hell no. Nah. And if there were a couple that were actually saying that, hey, kudos to them. But I'm pretty sure they caught a lot of shit from, you know, uh, what do they call it? Chiefs Kingdom. So it's it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Uh, but me personally, if you're going to root for the Chiefs, I would probably keep that to myself. Don't say that on a Broncos fan page. Don't say that while you're wearing Broncos gear because it just, it, it not only does it sound bad, it just doesn't look right, you know? Uh, but anyways, 
Uh, my pick is obviously for the 49ers. Uh, and then uh, we did have the NFL honors yesterday. The uh, uh, MVP went to uh, Lamar Jackson. So <laughs> here's the thing. With Lamar, there there was, I forgot who it was. It was somebody who mentioned, and they brought like a really, it was like crazy. But it, I don't know if it was actually like a shit-talking point, but it actually made a lot of sense. And the fact that, you know, Lamar is now a two-time NFL MVP, which is great, but he's never been to a championship game. He's never been to a Super Bowl, and he's never won a Super Bowl. And for the amount of money that they paid Lamar Jackson and for, you know, the fact that they were the first seed and, you know, they blew past Houston, they made Houston look like they did, kind of like how Houston made the Browns look like they didn't belong in the playoffs. That's what Baltimore did. And they had home field advantage. They had all their key players. Even Mark Andrews came back to play. And the Ravens shit the bed on probably the most important game of their season, not counting the Super Bowl, had they made it. And to me, it was really embarrassing. (laughs) I'll be the first to admit. And, I mean, if you ask Lamar outside of the media, like if you ran into him on the street, let's say, hypothetically speaking, and you asked him, like, would you trade your NFL MVP for like a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I I bet my check, my whole damn check that he would say, hell yeah, I traded to go to the Super Bowl. Because don't get me wrong, I'm sure he's he's happy and flattered and you know ecstatic that he won the NFL MVP. But the fact that you know he won it, but he didn't get to the big dance. And you know, you gotta you know he led a bunch of a bunch, if not the entire Ravens flocked down as well as the management because I mean they gave him what they what he wanted last year you know he was holding out he wanted more money and he got it but to me like in the when the biggest game of probably his career that this 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 season shit the bed you know like that that one play that's still every time I think of that game that one play where he just threw it into what was double or triple coverage it's like what are you doing man you know like the one thing that makes Lamar Jackson dangerous is his legs and he barely used it uh, you know I, like I have no idea if it was just like the, the coaching was it bad coaching calls decisions was it bad I, I have no idea but you know though I, I think he did two picks in that game it was pretty terrible it, it really was um, the offensive rookies of the year uh, obviously went to uh, I think it was was it offensive? Offensive and defensive, I should say. Uh, went to uh, C.J. Stroud, I mean, and uh, Will Anderson. Uh, very well deserved. Those guys put the Texans on their back, and they they uh, they made it to the divisional round, you know. So, hey, congrats to them. Unfortunately, they couldn't get the, over the hump that, that was the Ravens. But, you know, give those guys time. D'Amico Ryans is really doing something great down there. And the Texans are only probably going to keep on building on what they have. And, who knows? Maybe they can make it farther and be an even bigger threat to uh, the AFC next season going into 2024. But kudos to them. Now, the Joe Flacco Award winning comeback player of the year. Uh, that one to me, I was kind of iffy on, like sketchy. Like, yeah, I get it. But, I mean, let's be honest. Joe Flacco got picked up the day, that, that same week that they... Uh, that uh, that the Browns went to Denver, but he wasn't a, he wasn't eligible to play 
because I think you have to like sit out a whole week or something like that. But he was at that game, but he he wasn't able he wasn't eligible to play. He didn't suit up. But obviously the camera showed him towards the fourth quarter, and I'm kind of and somebody asked me earlier today like had Joe Flacco played in that game instead of DTR or uh, the other backup, like could he have beaten that Denver defense? And I don't want to say that the Denver defense was, would have blown him out. I think that the defense would have played him tough, but I don't think he would have beat them. I honestly don't. Now, kudos to Flacco for what he did. He came back and he rejuvenated a, a Browns team that looked all but defeated after that Denver game. You know, no matter how good that defense was, they just weren't able to get over that hump and, and you know, be the that dangerous Browns team that, you know, that looked like they were about to take the division away from the Ravens at, at a couple points during the season. But, you know, and then again, the same thing that what we saw with Flacco against the Texans is what Broncos fans were so used to seeing when Flacco was a, a Bronco. Like, yeah, there were times where Flacco just like lit up the board and the field and everything when he has time in the pocket. But when he's forced to scramble or make some of those quick minute, you know, last minute choices or decisions like, man, it just talk about a gamble. You know, it was bad. And uh and that's exactly what it was. And when the Browns needed him the most, he he just like it, I mean got shut out by the by the by the by the Texans. And I honestly thought the award was going to go to Demar Hamlin. If I'm being honest with you guys, uh, and I think a lot of a lot of other people did as well. So I was really surprised when it kind of went the other way. But you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, Coach of the year was also a surprise. Uh, Kevin Stefanski. I really thought they were going to give that to, to Dan Campbell, you know, and uh, <laughs> a couple of people I know say that uh, that Campbell was robbed. But I guess when you look back at it, like, yes, Stefanski did have a, a pretty good season, you know, and if it, if it wasn't for the resurgence from Joe Flacco, Stefanski would have fell off literally right after that Denver game and every other game that the, that the Browns would have went and lost to after that. So... But uh, I, I really didn't, I didn't even think of Stefanski, to be honest with you, when, when, I, when I was trying to guess who the coach of the year might be. I either thought it was going to be Dan Campbell or D'Amico Ryans, because D'Amico Ryans did a hell of a job turning that team around, you know, especially with riding that, that rocket up to the, to the top with C.J. Stroud and, you know, Will Anderson and uh, before Tank Dell got hurt. And I forget the name of the other uh, wide receiver. Shit. I can't think of his name. His his name will come to me, um, but they they did a hell of a job. So to me, Kevin Stefanski, I was like, uh, I don't hate the pick, but I kind of, you know, I was like, really him? Okay. Uh, offensive player of the year went to uh, Christian McCaffrey, rightfully so. Uh, that man is just one game away from winning his very first Super Bowl ring, and I'm pretty sure it would make. Uh, Put a giant, giant smile on his father's face because he has, he's got to catch up to him. His dad's got three. <laughs> you know what? I didn't know that Ed McCaffrey was a giant before he came to Denver. I actually had a Wikipedia that. And I feel kind of bad because I did my my research on most of the 90, 98, uh, 97, 98 Broncos team. Um, and for some reason, that fact eluded me. So I might have to research again, and maybe there's a couple of other facts. I don't know about other players that have more rings, <clears throat> but uh, and uh, who was it? Miles Garrett 
one defensive player of the year. Now, that one I can kind of see. Now, I will say that uh, the Broncos did catch a break with the fact that Miles Garrett got hurt, uh, what was it, uh, first half, I think, going into the second or sometime in the second half, and he kind of – and he wasn't able to play. So I know I think he tried to go out there, but without being able to play at his 100% self, he couldn't beat – I think he was lining up against Garrett Bowles, and Garrett Bowles just – he had a monster day against him and just uh, made sure that that uh, that pass rush on the left-hand side – uh, <clears throat> was strong. The right-hand side over with McGlinchey, that's a whole different story and a whole different pain. But uh, it, it, it's just, like, it, it's cool. You know, I, I thought it was probably going to be one of the, uh, maybe a Cowboy player since the Cowboys had one of the better defenses as well. Uh, or maybe one of the Ravens. Uh, maybe like a Roquan or something. But maybe you can even say that about the Jets. I know the Jets had a really good season defensively I mean they did a number in Denver in that second half um <clears throat> but uh, a couple of a lot of people were were upset over that uh that pick they thought that the the award should have went to Micah Parsons or I forget the name they also named somebody else uh their name eludes me right now I can't really think of it but uh you know the interesting thing about all this is uh just like the whole quarterback conversation that's been going on in Denver. Um, Broncos country is still divided. I say they're still divided. It's not a fact. It's my personal opinion over what uh, what they're going to or what they want to do with Russell Wilson, whether they should keep him, whether they should cut him. There's still rumors of them trying to trade Russell Wilson. I don't think anybody's going to trade for him, especially if they know that if they don't find a trade partner, the Broncos are going to eat the dead cap hit and just cut them and they can pr- basically get them for free. So there, there'd be, I don't think there's any team stupid enough to trade. Uh, and there's been also rumors that Sean Payton and the Broncos have been talking about moving up and uh, trading up in the draft to get the quarterback of their choice. Probably maybe a Drake may uh, a couple of the, the biggest reach I saw was a uh, Kayla Williams, but I think Kayla Williams is more than likely going to go to Chicago at the number one pick if they decide to stay there or if the if the Bears trade back and Justin Fields decides to they keep decide to keep Justin Fields, then they're gonna settle for Marvin Harrison and then just build off of picks later on in the draft. Uh but uh this this whole issue with the quarterback, it's still it's 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 crazy. It really is. And you guys have heard me say it before many times on this episode or on this episode <laughs> on this on this podcast that you know the Broncos made their bed they have to lie in it granted yeah I get it there's some friction with Sean Payton because Sean uh Russell Wilson's not a Sean Payton guy hey tough shit (laughs) you know who's to say that uh, Russell Wilson was a Nathaniel Hackett guy two years ago now nobody so I mean how many changes of scenery you're gonna give either the coach or Russell Wilson if you decide to keep him and you know kind of rolling the dice and see what, you know, what, what works or what hits. Like, it doesn't work like that, and it really shouldn't. So I hope they decide to stick with him because the Broncos have so many other needs uh, defensively and in a certain way you can say also offensively that's not quarterback-wise. Um, so, I mean, it, it's just it's fucking crazy. I really can't wait till, till, till the draft to see what the Broncos do. I actually can't wait until next month for free agency. I think free agency, maybe the Broncos aren't, they don't dive 
big like they did last year where they just went on a spending spree just for the simple fact that they might not have the cap for it, you know, unless they decide to trade or cut players before then and, you know, try to save up uh, money to gamble with in free agency. So I I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos don't make any of that. Maybe like one big splash at the most. And then they probably have like a silent free agent signing, I think, just for the simple fact that uh, it's very rare when teams make like one really big one and then like the next year the same thing, big one and big one, unless they're like rebuilding and they have like over $100 million to play with, you know? <laughs> so, um, but it, it's, it, it, I think 2024 is going to be a crazy season for Denver, especially if, if, and I hate to say this, especially if Kansas City wins because that would propel them to four championship, four championships over Denver and then they would lead the AFC West in uh, championship titles. They would have four, the Raiders and Broncos be still tied at three. And then the chargers they haven't won diddly. And speaking of the chargers, uh, you know, adding Harbaugh to the mix. I mean, that's fucking crazy. Uh, if you guys saw the uh, interview I did with, uh, with Amir over on Broncos Avenue, that's one of the things we talked about. So uh, make sure you guys go over and check it out if you haven't, but I'll give you a quick rundown. Uh, by my opinion about uh, John Harbaugh coming. And what I said on his show was basically it, it reminded me of when Russell Wilson came. And if you guys remember that press conference he gave where Russell Wilson was like, hey, uh, you know, the reason he wanted to come to the AFC West was because he wanted to play against the best of the best. You know, he wanted to play against uh, – was Garoppolo still here? Yeah, I, I think Garoppolo was still – I can't remember. Shit, who was the quarterback for the Ra- – no, Carr. I'm sorry, it was still Carr. You know, it was Carr, uh, Mahomes, and Justin Herbert. So he wanted to play against them, you know, the best of the best. And, you know, we were expecting an all-out shootout. Everybody within the microphone's distance was already, you know, going bananas. You know, Broncos hype was at an all-time high. And it was basically said that whoever won the AFC West was more than likely going to win the Super Bowl or represent the AFC going to the Super Bowl. You know, so in one way, we were all right about that. In another way, we were wrong because we thought it was going to be Denver, and it wasn't Denver. Unfortunately, it was Kansas City going on and beating the Eagles last year in last year's Super Bowl. So this year, uh, you know, with John Harbaugh coming, uh, I I will say it does make me a little bit nervous uh, because, you know, John Harbaugh is not one of those, like, pushover coaches or, you know, he's not going to be green behind the ears type of thing. He's going to come in with some veterancy. And he's going to make some moves, I believe, in, in free agency. A lot of moves that might piss off however many Chargers fans are left in terms of, you know, trying to free, free up ca- uh, uh, cap space and, and whatever. So the Chargers could be looking at a rebuild year in 2024. And then, you know, kind of like what the Texans did, you know, they have one bad year. And then the next year they just kind of build off of that. And then, you know, they look like a playoff contender all over again. So that could happen. Or Harbaugh could work some magic and turn Justin Herbert and that entire team into a Cinderella thing and, you know, make the playoffs next year. Who knows? But the Chargers were the only team that the Broncos swept last year. They split one and one with the Chiefs. And unfortunately, they got swept by the Raiders last year. So <clears throat> they the Broncos cannot, cannot ignore them. They cannot keep let their guard down because the Chargers will be nipping at the buds of the Broncos trying to get their revenge uh, against Denver and look for their first win in a good while against Denver, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, <clears throat> but hopefully 
uh, Sean Payton and, and company they have a plan to deal with Harbaugh. They hopefully are scheming up a plan to uh, deal with Patrick Mahomes. And, uh, I mean, I know they got to be chomping at the bit that they lost that last game against uh, Las Vegas. Uh, I still wholeheartedly believe that had Russell Wilson played in that game, that the Broncos would have won. Maybe not by like a lot, but he, week one, came close to beating them. He lost by a point. You know, so, and the backup, Stidham, the guy that everybody was so hyped up about and that Sean Payton put out there on a pedestal and say, that, you know, that the offense is going to catch a spark or whatever. And, you know, that, that just reminded me of, like, you guys ever watch those old Acme cartoons where the rocket light's on fire, but it doesn't go off and it kind of just, pssst. That's exactly, what the, that's exactly what the Broncos offense looked in that game. And then, like, there were moments where it looked like Stidham knew what he was doing, but for the other X amount of minutes in the game, it's like when the Broncos fell behind, Stidham couldn't uh, – he couldn't catch up. The Broncos defense just kind of, uh, you know, they knew it was a meaningless game, so it almost looked like at some points they weren't even trying. Uh, and I really hate to say that because I paid money to go see them play. But from my uh, a point of view all the way up there, that's just the feeling that I was getting. But, again, like I said in the previous episode, kudos to everybody that showed up from Broncos country and uh, for having to deal with all the the. Uh, uh, I don't want to say torture, but just, I mean, obviously it was an away game, so we were in enemy territory, but just all the taunting, I guess you could say, from Raiders fans. And, you know, that's one thing I don't miss from uh, my trip to Las Vegas. Uh, but going forward, guys, uh, you know, just to go and kind of recap back to the Super Bowl, it's going to be in two days from now. Uh, and I really do hope that when I come back on here next week and talk to you guys that the Broncos, or not the Broncos, that the Niners <laughs> are, are victorious and I can come out here and gloat a little bit, you know, and talk about how the Chiefs once again, uh, you know, shit the bed and trying to win it back to back and that Denver can continue being, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the only team in the AFC West that have won it back to back. I'll have to see if the Raiders, I don't think the Raiders won it back to back. It's only a select amount of teams that have done so. So hopefully, uh, you know, uh, Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey and all those guys over there in the Niners, they can uh, get their sixth Super Bowl and they can be up there with the Patriots and the Steelers tied. It would be a three-way tie, if I remember that graphic correctly, uh, in terms of Super Bowl wins. And, you know, obviously everybody in Broncos country were – I think we'll I think we'll we'll sleep a whole lot better Sunday night, and you know all that food and beer and whatever we kind we consume, uh, we'll just it'll all be worth it if we don't have to sit and watch Patrick Mahomes hoist another Lombardi Trophy, <laughs> and it will be too soon, guys. Um, but like I said, this will be a really short episode. I just wanted to come on here and uh, let you guys know what's been going on. Again, I really do apologize uh, <clears throat> for the delay. Uh, shout out to those of you that have reached out to, uh, you know, kind of check on me and see uh, what was going on. Uh, there was one person that thought that the podcast was over and done with. So, uh, but I, I really do apologize. And again, uh, for the audio, if you guys can hear anything behind me or if my voice sounds different, that's just because the acoustics in this room are different from where I was before. 
Uh, so I'm kind of working on it, trying to make it sound the best that I can. Hopefully it does sound good by the time this uh, hits the air. And uh, we will be back next week now that I got everything set up and I'm going and everything. The only difference is, and let me just say it now, is if my computer is still in the shop by next around maybe this time, like Thursday, Friday, I'll try to hold off as long as I can. Then I will have to record it off of my phone. Uh, depending on what they have to do to it. Sometimes it's kind of like a car. You know, sometimes you think it's one thing and it's like, oh, it needs this and it needs that. And I take this out and move that and reprogram it. So if you know about anything about computers, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> or at least that's what they tell me. I don't know. But thankfully, uh, like I said, I'm finally settled into my room. There's just a couple of minor things I have to kind of get out of the way. But all the wiring's done. All the I have never done so many hookup and wiring connections in my life. <laughs> But, uh, uh, and I kind of dread the day when I have to do it all over again when I move back down uh, later, but that won't be for a very good while. So, uh, anyways, guys, thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in. Again, we will be back to our regular 60 minute plus um, uh, show next week. I just want to come on here and say, you know, kind of give my quick thoughts about the Super Bowl, the NFL honors, and, uh, you know, the Harbaugh signing. And again, uh, please make sure you follow me on Twitter slash X at a six foot 10 Mexican. Uh, please make sure you like and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast, you know, on Amazon, Google, all that good stuff. Uh, subscribe, uh, five star reviews. May please uh, follow the orange and blue network for any live updates, any and all live updates. We will be going live pretty soon, hopefully at the end of the month or in March. <clears throat> um, but we will be back folks. And, uh, <laughs> And that's all I have to say all about that. So, again, uh, and, and for any business inquiries, please email at broncostalk2020 at gmail.com. Oh, and before I forget, and I'm glad I remembered, congratulations to Randy Grandishar, who finally made the Bron- uh, the NFL Hall of Fame. So, you know, a lot of Broncos fans, especially shout-out to my friend uh, Glenn Hauser over at MHRT. He was the one who's always been beating that drum for as long as I've known him about, you know, getting him inducted. Uh, so thank God he's finally going to be inducted this year into the 2024 class of 20, uh, 2024. Uh, also Devin Hester, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. He was also, he's going to be inducted too. uh, George Michaels, I think. And fuck, I can't believe, I can't remember who else. Uh, I'll have to look at the list, but I remember those were the ones that <clears throat> came to the top of my head. But to all of those that made it, congratulations. Uh, look forward to the Hall of Fame game in August. Was it August or end of July? I think it's end of July. It's before the, the preseason. So, uh, but anyways, Randy Grandishar, congratulations to you. Enjoy uh, your celebration and uh, get ready to wear that golden coat with the rest of the uh, Broncos Hall of Fame alum. But anyways, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. Please make sure you follow, subscribe on Twitter slash X to get any live updates, uh, update notifications. And as always, go Broncos. Actually, in this case, go Niners. See you all next week.